something uh, to help personally people who um, were struggling or suffering. Um, so that's part of why I decided to go to, to, go to India, um, is, is to figure out some of those things. Um, and I went for two years with Mennonite Central Committee. They're a, a Christian relief and development organization. They uh, work with local partners um, in order to serve other people in the name of Christ. I spent a few months teaching English at a nursing college, and then I spent a year and a half working with Mennonite Christian Service Fellowship of India, which is the service agency of the Indian Mennonite Church. Um, and so I'll, I'll share with you some about the work that I did there, as well as some of my personal experiences. Um, and uh, first, though, I want to give you a brief description of India itself. Um, as you can see from the photographs, India is a very beautiful country. It's also a very complex country. It's full of um, many different kinds of people groups, languages, religions, and cultures. Um, one of the major differences between India and the United States is the number of people. Uh, India has over a billion people um, in an area that's about a third of the size of the United States. Uh, so at first it was a little bit intimidating to be um, in such a, a crowded place, but I eventually really came to love um, all the streets and, and all their uh, motion and energy. Like as you can see from, from the pictures, uh, there's always a lot going on uh, in India. The majority religion in India is Hinduism, uh, with Muslims being the largest minority group, and Christians make up only about 2% of the population. Um, I spent a few months um, living in uh, an area in central India, uh, which was a rural area. I actually lived in a small town of about 100,000 people. Um, that was considered small. <laughs> And um, then I lived uh, for a year and a half in Ranchi, which is the capital city of Jharkhand, which is a tribal area in North India. Uh, this picture is a picture of um, the countryside in Jharkhand. And this would be like a typical village in the state where I lived. And this is Ranchi itself, um, the, in the main downtown part of the city. Um. <laughs> and going to India gave me um, many opportunities to serve but it also allowed me to get to know people there and also to experience life in a different culture. And uh, India and the United States are very different places. So when I first went, I had to uh, make a lot of adjustments and learn how to do a lot of new things. Um, I had to sleep under a mosquito net at night, uh, take bucket baths and wash my clothes in a bucket, um, eat with my hands, boil drinking water, and wear a sari. Um, so it was a lot of new things in the first few months. Um, one thing that I also learned how to do was take public transportation in India. This is a photo of an auto rickshaw, which is a, a very common type of public transportation used in Ranchi, where I was living. And uh, this particular size auto rickshaw is supposed to hold a driver in the front and three people in the back. Um, I was in one of the size ones that held uh, the driver and eight passengers. So it's, it's a lot more crowded than, uh, than public transportation in the US. There's a lot more people. Um, and even families' personal transportation. Um, for example, a lot of families own a motorcycle, and it'll usually be the, the dad in the front with the mom sitting in the back with like a baby and then a small child in front of the dad. So in India, a motorcycle can fit a family of four. Um, so that, that was a, one adjustment I made and also something that was really uh, kind of fun to be able to, to be out in, in the city taking uh, transportation and, and getting around. 
Another thing I learned how to do when I went to India was um, trying to learn how to do some Indian cooking. Uh, this is me in my kitchen. And uh, in, in India, there are a lot of dogs, and most of the dogs just um, eat garbage or scraps or whatever. And there are some that were living in, in the house, um, in, in the um, compound where I was. And um, the first time that I made rice and lentils in India, it was so awful that the dogs would not eat my rice and lentils. Um, one of the ladies I lived with had to go out and throw salt on it so that the dogs would eat it. Um, but my, consider my cooking has improved considerably since then, I promise. And, um, and in many other ways, I learned how to adjust to living in India. Um, and especially with the, the support of my community, um, they really gave me a, a lot of help and encouragement that allowed me to, um, to be able to live in another culture. And um, living in the community uh, with other Indian people was um, a really important part of my experience in India. And it gave me a lot of insight into what life is like in the developing world. Um, I mean, there are a lot of difficulties that we don't experience in the US, like losing electricity several times a day, dealing with scarcity of water. Um, there's a lot of manual labor just to be able to, to keep your household clean and running. Um, and, and then you also have to deal with things like strikes where the, the whole city gets shut down for a day because there's some kind of protest or something. So I mean, there's a, there's a lot of um, ways that uh, daily life in, in India is a lot more difficult. And um, being able to live in the community helped me to understand that. Um, and building relationships with Indian people, being able to visit them in their homes, drink tea, um, go to weddings and celebrations, um, these really allowed me to um, to be able to, to meet people and listen to their stories and um, to be able to understand what their lives are like as well as uh, the challenges that they face. And uh, it was a really wonderful experience to be able to, to connect with the community. Uh, this is a picture of our Christmas celebration at uh, the local Mennonite church where I was attending in Ranchi. And um, so, I mean, like I said, like a lot of the aspects of my experience are really wonderful. Um, but one thing I struggled a lot with was um, trying to process the poverty and the suffering that I was witnessing. And um, one thing that gave me a lot of hope was seeing uh, the ways that um, organizations and individuals were getting involved to help improve the lives of other people. And um, the first organization I worked for was a, a nursing college in a rural area. So they um, were providing like a really important service to people because um, uh, like nurses are really needed in, especially in rural areas of India, and uh, there was a mission hospital there as well. And I really um, admired the doctors and the nurses there who had given up a lot. Like they could have had much easier lives in in the city and made much more money, and instead they were really committed to serving people. Um, so they really uh, were an example to me. Um, and then after I worked at the nursing school, I went to um, Mennonite Christian Service Fellowship of India (MCSFI). Um, and they were conducting several projects in order to improve the well-being um, of uh, the community and to provide the church with opportunities to reach out uh, in service. Uh, this is uh, the other uh, staff members that I worked with at MCSFI. Um, and they, MCSFI is, um, is an organization that represents the nine um, Mennonite or Brethren in Christ churches in India. Um, and these nine different church conferences are located in several different states. And what they seek to do is to ensure that the church is involved in the community in India and is intervening to bring about God's justice, peace, mercy, and love for all people. 
Their main projects were digging wells in several villages, um, providing HIV-AIDS and peace and justice training to churches, administering a vocational training scholarship program, and providing disaster relief. Um, at MCSFI, I worked with my Indian coworkers on several projects, including developing a one-day HIV-AIDS awareness training program for church members, administering a vocational training scholarship program, and writing project proposals, reports, and correspondence. And working with the HIV-AIDS project um, was one way that I could use my background in biology to help serve others. Um, according to the UN AIDS estimates for 2007, India had the third highest number of people living with HIV in the world. The actual number is about 2.4 million people living with HIV or AIDS, uh, which is 0.3% um, of um, adult prevalence. Um, but since India is such a large country, that still amounts to being a, a, very, um, a very big amount of people. Um, so I wanted to, to be able to do something to educate um, people in the church about HIV and help them to be able to get involved in working with this issue. Um, in India, the main high prevalence areas are uh, in South India, um, which is mainly due to sexual transmission. Uh, in the northeast of India, which is mainly due to um, intravenous drug use, and along the border of India and Nepal, which is because of sex trafficking of Nepali women and girls. And then there are also, in lower prevalence areas, there may be high prevalence districts where HIV is, is more predominant. Um, and um, the poor in India are especially vulnerable to HIV because oftentimes poor men have to migrate to cities in order to find work to support their families. And when some of them spend a long time away from their family, they may um, go to sex workers and then become infected with HIV and bring the disease back home to their wives. Um, so uh, they're definitely one of the, the vulnerable groups at risk for um, HIV. So um, in order to inform the church of the importance of HIV and to prepare church members to share with others how to prevent infection, MCSFI held training programs for over 350 church members in the nine uh, church conferences in India. Um, for the majority of programs, MCSFI staff traveled to uh, the conference where the program was being held. And most of the training programs lasted for um, between one to one and a half days. And they covered topics like um, the situation of HIV in India, um, definition of HIV and AIDS, transmission and prevention, um, testing and treatment, and vulnerable groups. Uh, the presentation um, also included visuals and stories, um, as well as a review of the material. And participants were given the opportunity at the end to uh, create dramas to illustrate what they had learned. Um, so this picture shows uh, one group of participants performing a drama at the end of the, the workshop. MCSFI also held a session for um, women and youth, um, for uh, 194 women and youth on HIV, and they um, held a, some special sessions for women on gender and HIV. As part of all of our trainings, uh, we encouraged participants that they could show compassion um, on people living with HIV and AIDS as a witness to their faith. In uh, one church conference where we, we gave a training, um, the participants actually went out into the community right away and started sharing with people what they had learned. And they found a man who, had, um, who was living with HIV, and they um, started to take care of him. And this story is a really um, amazing story because the stigma of HIV in, in India is, um, 
is really powerful. Um, there is even a, a newspaper article um, that I read when I was living there about these two girls who um, were under the age of 10, and their parents had died of, of AIDS, and their extended family took and put them in a house outside the village, and they would come every day and leave some food on the doorstep, and they wouldn't have any kind of contact with, with the girls because they were so terrified that somehow they might get HIV from, from the girls. And um, we also really tried to emphasize in our presentations the way that you can't get HIV, that you can't get it from casual contact with people. And so um, it's really great to see the church, um, you know, getting involved in really showing love and compassion to people who, um, who are living with HIV and AIDS. Um, another project that MCSFI was working on to reach out to the community was digging wells in several villages in the state of Jarkin, where I was living. Um, and as part of the project, each community had to dig the first 10 feet of the well, and then afterwards the MCSFI would pay for local laborers to dig the rest. Um, and one community was so excited about getting a well that they actually dug the first 10 feet in one week. Um, and as part of the project, um, MCSFI was also educating people in the villages about clean water and waterborne diseases. And um, because villagers often don't understand the importance of clean water and they don't know why they get sick with diarrhea. Um, so MCSFI was um, working to really help improve the, the health and well-being of the people in those villages. Um, this is a picture of my, my coworker giving a clean water presentation. And this was one of the finished wells um, that in one of the communities where we had been working. And then this is a, another clean water presentation. Um, other projects that MCSFI conducted, including providing um, disaster relief for the Kosi River flood in the late summer of 2009. Uh, this was a flood that happened in Nepal in uh, northern India in the state of Bihar, and it affected um, thousands of people but didn't necessarily receive a lot of publicity outside of India. Um, and one of the things we were able to do was provide food for um, about 6,000 families through a, um, a grant from the Canadian Food Grains Bank. And um, we're also able to use some money to provide blankets um, for people affected by the flood in, in the winter because it's very cold um, up in the north part of India. And um, another project that MCSFI did was working with um, churches uh, on the idea of holistic mission, which is uh, the understanding that the church should be involved in service and social justice in the community. Um, so these pictures are of a, a training that MCSFI gave to church leaders um, in order to assist them in finding ways to, uh, to serve the poor in their community. Um, serving and living in India for two years had a really profound impact on my life. Um, and building relationships with Indian people and living in a local community has given me a strong desire to work in the future in order to improve the lives of people living in the developing world. Um, and during my time in India, I became interested in pursuing a career in public health uh, which will allow me to use my um, background in biology and my experiences working abroad in order to help communities have better health and well-being. And um, I'm really grateful for the experiences I was able to have in India um, and for the support of my community there. Um, and it, it's really encouraging to me that although we, we face a lot of challenges um, in our world, that God has also given us many gifts that we can use um, to serve and um, love other people. Uh, so thank you for your time.